pull up a bar stool. So something a little different today. Uh, as I record this, I'm just over now my five-year anniversary of when I got laid off. And as a result, um, I've been reflecting a lot on first, uh, first with this business. And there are a lot of things I look back at and might be a little embarrassing, uh, kind of interesting to see what my first attempt was. So there's a podcast, it was a webinar, uh, first blog post, first product, I mean, on and on and on. So uh, I really had fun sharing those firsts. And mm-hmm. what's funny is I thought that my first ever podcast was gone for good and never to be found again. Um, because I actually hosted those first episodes on my own server and um, didn't migrate those to iTunes. So anyone who went through my iTunes would have seen my first of everything that went through iTunes, which was I probably had 35 episodes up to that point or so. So a lot of that stuff was presumed lost. And then I stumbled upon this file for my first ever episode that I was calling at the time the podcast with no name. It was May 22nd of 2012, so more than four years ago, and uh, had the same intro music that I used up until the last episode. We actually have some new um, intro music now, but uh, it wasn't a pubcast yet. Didn't have a beer. It starts out okay, and then it gets really painful, (laughs) I got to tell you. Uh, I'm so glad I've gotten more comfortable with podcasts and these things because um, I struggled. I struggled to listen to it, but it was also interesting just knowing what was on people's minds, what was on my mind more than four years ago, um, what I knew and maybe what I didn't know. So I'm kind of, uh, I want want you to enjoy this, uh, give you some perspective of where I've come from, just so you can see that you know, whoever it is you're listening to, you're reading, you're following along with, they all had a first two that they're probably embarrassed of. All right, so sit back, relax. I guess pop a bottle, right? Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John Loomer, johnloomer.com, John Loomer Digital on Facebook, and welcome to my first ever podcast the podcast with no name unfortunately it has no name right now um so please if you have any amazing awesome original unique ideas submit them to me send them in uh get a hold of me on uh, facebook or twitter or contact me through the website i definitely don't want to uh to jump to any rash decisions there on the title so pick a good one um so why am i doing this Real quick, um, I, I really just wanted to diversify my content a little bit, do things a little bit differently. As you know, I write a ton of content, and, and really this kind of provides me a little bit of relief there as well. I mean, I write a blog post Monday through Friday, sometimes more. Um, I mean, I'm going at pretty much an average of 30 posts plus a month clip, and that can be a bit overwhelming. But, you know, it's just another way to reach you, uh, maybe reach some new people who prefer this format. And sometimes it's just better to talk things out instead of writing. And I know that uh, from personal experience, from a reader's standpoint, 
or user standpoint, sometimes it's just easier to listen or watch than it is to read. And I know it can be wordy sometimes, as you'll see here as I babble as well. But uh, so I just, you know, we'll, we'll try this out and see how it goes. And a quick hat tip to Marcus Sheridan. If you're not familiar with him, he's the sales lion. He's an awesome dude. Um, I learn a lot from him read, reading his blog. He's also started a podcast of his own. And really, it's one of those things that I've thrown around for a while. And, um, but I just, I couldn't commit to it. I was, I was worried that, you know, I couldn't get all the things in line that I would need in order to make a great podcast. I mean, I feel like you always need at least the standard, you know, best practices. You always have, um, guests on, so you got to schedule them on, you got to make sure you got the technology to get their voice and whatnot. Got to, uh, get some questions ready for them. And, and, and there's just a lot of things that can go wrong and a lot of preparation, and so I, I felt like that didn't, uh, that's something that I didn't know if I could commit to week in and week out, so while I might still have guests going forward, um, the, the main format of this is going to be your questions, so answering your questions, and it wasn't until I listened to a podcast by Marcus that that's, you know, that's the way he did it, that I figured, you know what, holy cow, I could do that too, so that's what we're going to do, so what to expect I'm just going to talk about what's going on in social media for the most part, um, what's going on, and I've used, I use what I do as an example of you know, what you can do. So hopefully you can learn from some of my mistakes and my successes um, and with, with my website, what I'm doing with social media. So it's mainly going to be a lot of Facebook marketing, but also blogging and SEO and what I'm doing with my website. Because I feel like that's really, you know, uh, after just... You know, depending on Facebook, Facebook has been about six months uh, with my Facebook page. My website's been about eight months total, though my focus has shifted tremendously. I feel like I've gotten really far on a very tight budget in those areas, and I think it can give you uh, can give you a lot of good information there to help you learn some things. Um, so anyway, I'll I'll largely be answering your questions going forward. Uh, so submit them, please. Either you know, go go to the website. Uh, you'll find a submission. Um, a little form on the right-hand side of uh, of the blog, uh, but otherwise, you know, feel free to contact me in any way, whether it's on Twitter at John Loomer, J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R, or on Facebook on my Facebook page, John Loomer Digital. Um, you can expect, you know, I, I'm I'm saying 30 minutes. I've already babbled for over four, so um, we'll see. I guess this is kind of going to start, uh, you know, the expectation going forward. Um, little ex, uh, excuse me, a little bit of uh, house cleaning here. If you haven't already, make sure you download my new ebook. You know, I really kind of went back and forth on this one in terms of whether to charge for it or not. I know it's one of those things that we small business owners waffle on quite a bit, and for multiple reasons. I mean, I need the money, like any small business owner going out on their own, and uh, so. I'd like to, I would have liked to, but at the same time, I know I'm still trying to hit that critical mass in terms of subscribers. And I'm doing, over just a few months, you know, I've accumulated close to a thousand subscribers now. But I think I'm still at that point where I need to focus on building that list before I start charging anything. And that, when I say charging, I mean creating products that people can buy. It doesn't mean charging for my regular old content. So I created the six secrets to Facebook marketing success. And um, 
it's it's my first ebook since December. And what's funny about Facebook is things change so quickly that I knew really within the last few months that that thing was outdated. And I, especially once Timeline came out for pages, that a new one was on the horizon. So I've written a ton of content, as you know, over the last few months. And this is largely based on that. Um, there's So it is completely original content. It's completely new. Some of the thoughts and ideas are the same. But there's definitely new content in, in there as well. So 33 pages of the six secrets to Facebook marketing success. Some of the things I've learned in my five years of using business, uh, Facebook for business, you know, dating back to my days with the MBA and things have changed so much. Um, so definitely check that out. Go to my website. You're going to see it all over the place as I try to get people to um, to download it. But there, there may be an orange bar at the top. Um it should be featured on the right-hand side on, on uh, the home page and the top of, of every other corresponding page across the site. So please check that out. Uh, you can also get it on, on Facebook, actually. It's one of the uh, the tabs uh, under my cover cover photo, which you, sh- you guys should be doing if you have any new products. Feature them on your Facebook page. Uh, some other things going on. I, I, I've gotten increasingly personal, which isn't something I normally do, but I do encourage it uh, on my face, uh, excuse me, on my blog. And really the last two posts have been about my kids and my, specifically my oldest son. Um, so just to cover a couple of things real quick, I mean, my oldest son is a, is a cancer survivor and um, he's real lucky though. This was, boy, eight years ago now that uh, he's been cancer free. But uh, read the blog post, I, I talk about, and, and the reason I, I wrote about it is, it's funny, you know, you have various social media and digital marketing challenges, it's so different when it's for a client or for your own business, then it gets more personal, you know, so what I'm trying to do is help my son raise money for his lemonade stand, which benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation and Childhood Cancer Research. So uh, I'd love to hear any of your thoughts on you know what what I could be doing to help uh, promote him and uh, help him raise as much money as possible for this amazing cause. It hits close to home for us, to tell you that. Uh, but then uh, today, excuse me, yesterday, technically, uh, I also wrote about. You know, baseball is a really big part of my life. I played baseball up through college or up into college. Was never particularly great, but I'm obsessed with it. And I'm a big Brewers fan, and I've, I'm raising my son's Brewers fans, but also baseball fans who respect the game and really understand it and, and the history of it and everything else. But anyway, this is my favorite time of the year because uh, it's Little League season, and I'm coaching my oldest son's Little League team. And But one of the things that I found pretty cool recently, and it's becoming increasingly obvious to me, a lot of the same things I tell my Little League kids uh, in terms of getting out of slumps and just general things I tell them, the lessons I, I try to teach them, are really similar to the, the types of things I tell people as a, I guess, a social media coach, a digital marketing coach. So, you know, things like being aggressive and staying positive and staying focused and, uh, uh, taking care of the things that you can control. 
there's six things. I don't know why I always end up with six things, but there's six things that I really focus on with my little league kids that I also focus on with social media marketing coaching. So check that out when you get a chance. All right, so that's enough of the spring cleaning. I've already kind of uh, lasted through about 10 minutes, but that leaves us a good chunk of time here to answer some, some questions from you all, um, my awesome readers. So first one comes from my friend Bob. Uh, he says, you mentioned the two hours a day on Facebook. Do you have a set schedule or agenda for using Facebook to move people to your website? So what he's referring to is, um, a while ago I wrote a blog post about how ideally uh, to be successful on Facebook, and if that's your, your core, uh, your core audience is there, um, you really need to spend about two hours a day on Facebook. Uh, but, but I went on to say that you can be successful other ways as well. But uh, I think uh, to reach uh, really optimal success, that's you know the, the number I threw out there, two hours. So anyway, um, do you have a set schedule or agenda? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think uh, set schedule or agenda, I feel like those are pretty rigid words. But um, I also ad adjust according to my, my Facebook analytics. But anyway, so I always, every day, I always promote uh, my new blog post on Facebook. And when I say promote, it's, I don't want to make it sound like a PR thing. I, I share it and then um, I'm trying to generate some sort of discussion around it. So, you know, asking people what they think and, you know, what feedback they have. But that I often have another update throughout the day on Facebook as well, whether it's um, sharing someone else's uh, content that I found interesting or, uh, you know, it could be a status update, um, asking, you know, about maybe some breaking news, something that's going on, like with, with Facebook stock. I ask people if uh, they bought Facebook stocks, for example. Could be using Facebook questions, which admittedly I haven't used in a while. Uh, a photo. So a lot of times what will happen, uh, a new Facebook change will come up that I notice and I'll take a screen grab and I'll share it as, as a photo, Facebook photo, and um, I'll, that'll happen throughout the day too. I try to space those things out. Originally, I, I always tried to make my first post um, before 8 o'clock in the morning my time. I've been, I read something recently that 11 o'clock, my, my time's mountain, 11 o'clock, after 11 o'clock my time, which is 1 o'clock Eastern, is ideal for Facebook, so I've been trying that lately. Uh, you may have seen that I'm, I've been doing a little bit of that. I definitely experiment in that area to find out what is best. And I use my analytics to determine if there's a time of day that I should should be posting to reach the most people, gets the most engagement. Kind of off the subject of that, I'm definitely finding that photos are most successful in, in, in that way. I think video does okay too, but really it's photos. And status updates do do pretty well for me as well. But anyway, in terms of there being a set schedule or agenda, yes, there's certain things I want to do during the day. Uh, certain, uh, and and it, it isn't rigid in that um, uh, I don't always post at the same time just because I'm trying to figure out what works best. But I have an agenda for that day, like when I want to post. 
And then throughout the day, not at specific times, but really throughout the day, I'll check back in to see if anyone has posted on my wall, my, my timeline, or replied to anything. And then, uh, you know, I'll keep that conversation going. So that's really my strategy there. Um, and Bob had a second uh, part of his question and said, uh, how can one use SEO to move one website one to move one's website to the first page of Google. Now, this is uh, an interesting question. It's a great question. Get it a lot. Um, you'd think I'd have the perfect answer for you, since I am on the front first page of Google for a lot of various keywords. I got to be honest with you, and I've written a little bit about the key to SEO, at least for my website. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't focus on SEO in the classical sense. You know, I'm not one of those people that pour, who pours over keywords and um, trying to look for you know what has the least, most, or medium competition to try to get to the first page and drive the most traffic. I drive my website drives about 3,000 page views per day on average, and um, like today, for example, I'm, I should I should be over four, which is is good. I mean, I've had much more than that as well. But I just don't have any dips anymore because I get a ton of traffic, ton of referral traffic from Google. And to me, um, the reason for that is really around creating, first of all, creating a lot of content. Like I said, I write every single day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes more. And Google loves that if, if your site is fresh. They, they like focus. So I'm I was either posting about Facebook or blogging, something around digital marketing. They love that. Um, but, you know, if it's something that people are sharing. So you gotta, you got to create good content uh, more than anything. And um, so if you create good, good time, content, people are sharing it, you're getting the natural backlinks. Do not pay for backlinks. That's going to hurt you. Especially Penguin out, it sounds like uh, a lot of low-quality sites are providing backlinks. That's going to reflect poorly on you. Um, and in terms of topics, what I will do, and I'm going to write more about this later this week in terms of how I come up with uh, blog topics, but I will sit down and keep a running list that I'll regularly update with, with topics, and they'll be as focused as I can get. Nothing. Try, and, and you might start with a broad list, but I won't use those to write a, a blog post. I'll then break those apart. Um, and so it could be like Facebook marketing. Obviously, you wouldn't write a blog post about Facebook marketing. But then you start writing, making a list of individual uh, things within Facebook marketing that, that you could write a blog post about. But I'm consciously, consciously thinking about what are the questions that people will want to have answered about Facebook, about blogging, about SEO. And so, so essentially it's going to be, you know, what are the questions they're going to be typing into Google? And I'm not searching keywords and stuff to find these. I'm just, I either, you know, think, you know, what questions I might have, but I also think, go through the questions that I get, whether it's on Facebook or it's on the comments of my blog or it's on Twitter. And those are really the basis of my blog posts. So long story short, that is my SEO strategy. Uh, I'm on the first page of Google for a lot of stuff. And it's really just creating a lot of content that people read and keeping it fresh. All right, so we've got a couple questions now from Linda. Uh, th first of all, thanks, Bob, for, for the great questions. 
Uh, Linda asks, please explain more about how Facebook news feed works and how to get content picked up in the news feed. I want to make sure we get as much in the news feed as possible. So I actually had a study, conducted a study recently because of this 16% number floating around about that, that says that when you make any post on Facebook uh, from your page, 16% of your fans will see it. And there was a big uproar about that. People saying, when I make a post, I expect everyone to see it. They're just doing this to force me to get advertising. And Facebook with their algorithm, edge rank, picking and choosing who sees what, blah, blah, blah. Well, my theory, and this was largely proven, though, there may be holes in, in the study that I conducted, but is that a huge reason why only 16% of your users don't, your fans don't see your post, excuse me, Huge reason 16% of your, your fans see your post comes down to just being online at the time. I mean, now a timeline, I guess, the, the window of people seeing your stuff has now increased to about two and a half hours. But still, only half your fans are, are on Facebook in any given day. And they're on for, you know, an average of, uh, I believe it's 30 minutes a day. Uh, I have to go back and look at it again. But anyway, it's a small window. So if you make a post today at 8 o'clock, you can't expect many people to see that. And how many people are going to go through their old stuff? So so to guarantee um, more people see that in their news feed, I mean, the edge rank does come into play, specifically when it comes to top news. So that default view of top news is the stuff that Facebook feels most relevant to people, but also be most interesting. So you want to create stuff that people are engaging with, so that when, uh, so that so that Facebook would say, "Oh yeah, this is something they might be interested in." But additionally, so edge rank aside, I, I don't think I don't think it's a huge part of it. But I mean, if you're creating updates that no one is interacting with, edge rank's going to hurt you. But the the other thing is time of day, okay. Uh, so make sure you go through your your uh, Facebook insights, sort by, and this could be over the last month or two months, three months, what is receiving the most uh, interactions or most engagement, um, and, and click on each individual one and find out what time of day it was that you posted those. But also look at what type of content it was, and I'm finding that photos people are engaging with more than ever. So um, that should help determine your strategy in terms of time of day and, and type of content. But uh, that, those would be the first steps. And something that you probably noticed that I've been trying out lately is page post ads and targeting them only at fans. And I find this to be extremely uh, productive and affordable. I mean, I've got 3,000 likes but think about it. If I'm targeting only at those 3,000 people and I'm doing CPM, um, cost per 1,000 impressions, um, and only half of them are on a day, and it seems like, I don't know why, but I get, only get like 1,000 or so of those people. How many times do I have to hit each of those people before I'm charged really anything? I mean, in a given day, I'm, I'm, I might be charged $2. And um, to be clear, I don't use it for everything. I'll only use it for, say, like with my new ebook, I created a new product, certain certain events, certain things I want to make sure people re read and see. 
and interact with because I don't like creating the same post over and over, similar posts, you know, people that. So that would be the third thing I would suggest uh, when it comes to getting people's news feeds. And actually, that wouldn't necessarily be getting in the news feeds. It would be getting in, into, uh, reaching them in some other way, which would be with advertising. Okay, uh, let's see here. Linda had another question. Here's something I don't quite get. I added content to my page and didn't see it in our news feed, yet there were 200 likes. Um, so uh, real, real quick, Linda, um, it's tough to say why that would happen. Uh, you could have been looking by, by top news instead of recent, most recent. Um, but, you know, so, so in that case, Facebook may have decided that for some reason you, it wasn't important for you. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It's, <laughs> Facebook always makes it a little uh, hazy, which is intentional, I think. In many ways, because they don't they don't want people to game the system and whatnot. So, I uh, hope that helps a little bit. Uh, next question comes from James. And first, and first of all, thank you, Linda. Great questions. Uh, James asks, I am wondering the relevance between Facebook and a blog. I post a sneak peek of the photo session of a he sounds like a photo photographer, a photo session on Facebook, so that I can tag the subject. But then there is no need to repost it to the blog. Should I be driving my audience to the blog or to my Facebook page? This is a million dollar question. Uh, I also often get people asking me if they're cannibalizing their blog by posting content on Facebook that uh, maybe like duplicating content and whatnot. And, you know, it partly depends on where your focus is. If, first of all, I, I think it's important that you do both. Uh, you need to have a presence in both areas. People need to be able to search Google and find you, find your website and what you do, and find your work, your your photos, you know, and whatnot. Um, but where your focus is, say, you know, should I be driving traffic to my blog? Well, how much success are you having with your blog, first of all? Where is your audience? Are you, do you have a lot of uh, people on your Facebook page? Uh, are, are you getting more readers on your Facebook page than you're getting on your blog? I mean, if that's the case, and uh, maybe you don't update your blog that often, I mean, I, I would I would focus, I wouldn't worry about where they see your content. And, and that's ultimately my answer. I don't really care where they see your stuff, where they see my stuff, as long as they see it. Uh, that said, if your website is important to you, you know, if you get a decent amount of traffic, um, I, I, I would do kind of what you're saying in, in that you tease, say, a, an album. Um, so I would take an individual photo from a recent photo shoot and post it on Facebook. And then underneath that photo, or, or within the description of that photo, provide a link to the full album on your website. So... You're always looking for ways to drive people to your website. And you'll see me do that a lot. And I, um, I actually did that yesterday with a photo that kind of described a blog post I wrote. So this is kind of a different way of sharing a blog post. I provide a link there to read the article about you know, what this photo is all about. So uh, that's, that's what I would suggest there. So good question, James. Finally, we got a question here from Patrick. Um, what are some guidelines businesses should keep in mind when starting an email marketing campaign? Who 
Ooh, good question, uh, Patrick. So it's funny. I mean, this is one of those things. My years in digital marketing, I had some connection to uh, uh, email marketing, but it often wasn't my focus. So now that I'm on my own, and it's often someone else's responsibility, now that I'm on my own, uh, and I know the importance of these, uh, email marketing, I've had to take my own crash course in this. So uh, make it clear, I'm still learning with email marketing. Um, you'll, you'll, you do know that I have a, a newsletter, goes out once a week. I also have, and I use AWeber, first of all. So if you're looking for a tool, awesome tools, AWeber. It's scalable. Lots of templates and whatnot. Great way of creating separate lists and follow-ups and all that stuff. So, so anyway, um, some some guidelines. I mean, first of all, you're always looking to build your list. Uh, so, whatever it is you can do, to uh, like within your website and on your Facebook page or wherever else your audience is, build that list. So, create embed a form. Create value. Um, so for me, again, that's why I created my my new ebook. Um, I, there's a balance between getting direct revenue and building a list. And for me, the focus is still on building a list. So create something of value in exchange for their email address. Because if you don't have a list, you're not sending your stuff to anybody. Um, so that'd be the first thing. And then the second, of course, don't spam them. And, and actually, one thing I'm starting to do now, trying to find a balance between what people want. Uh, I, so I, I don't want to hit them too often. So I do have my newsletter, but I'm also allowing people to subscribe to daily updates. So whenever I create a new blog post, they're alerted. Uh, that, that said, like those same people, I make sure that when I send my newsletter... If my newsletter is about today's post, I'm not going to hit them with that again. So I take them out of that. So I always kind of think of the, the needs of, of your readers. And React. I mean, almost every new newsletter I send out, since I'm still learning what they want, I encourage this as well. Uh, ask, them, ask them what it is they want. Ask them how it is you can help. Ask them what their questions are. And so I'm doing that. Um, I mean, I... And... Uh, Understand that I think the industry is really still figuring out email marketing because I subscribe to a few and everyone does things differently. Uh, I've gone back and forth between having a full-on marketing template and going with a more scaled-down um, kind of text, you know, plain text type email. And I've gone to more plain text type email because I just know from personal experience when I get a marketing email with all kinds of images on it and whatnot. I just ignore it. And I don't know if everyone does that, but I do. And I find that if an email looks more personal, not saying that you try to disguise it as personal, but that you just, I mean, I, the stuff I read is, is, I don't care about the images in an email. So that's one thing I'm trying out and, and you should check it out too. Um, and how can you incorporate curation in your marketing campaign? So, and, and I think you're, you're still talking about uh, email, but, um, and I don't know if this really answers your question in terms of curation, I guess, but um, you can set up your, 
email to uh, to automatically update, at least with Aweber, based on RSS feed. So once you've updated your blog, it, it automatically um, notifies people within your subscription list of this new blog post. But uh, you know, otherwise, you know, curation. You know, if if once a week, let's say you 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 uh, sent out a newsletter with all the, the cool stuff you read from around the, the internet. And uh, if you, I would also create a blog post about that. So kind of tease it. Always tease it with a newsletter. And then send people to your blog post. I guess is my answer. And Patrick had one final question, which is a great way to wrap this up. How can you incorporate... Uh, excuse me. Are you looking for sponsors for this show? Uh, yes or no? I mean, I'm looking for sponsors, period. Um, this is my first uh, episode... So uh, I don't know if uh, having a sponsor at this point makes sense for either side. But uh, if you're interested, and it looks like Patrick is, uh, let me know. But I'm looking for sponsors across the site. You'll notice that there are new ad units that have opened up on my website. Under, like I said, I get about 3,000 page views a day, a couple, couple thousand uh, unique people per day. Uh, these are even split between men and women who are um, largely... Um, it kind of it's a little bit more slanted to to the affluent community. Um, people interested in Facebook marketing and start in their own business, running their own online business. So, if anyone's interested in advertising, certainly let me know. And finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, within my the the main menu of my my website, there are links there for services I provide. So, if you need help with Facebook marketing, need someone to put together a Facebook marketing strategy create Facebook tabs underneath your, your cover photo on, on your Facebook page. Need someone helping you with, you know, you're creating a website for you. I created mine so I can create one for you. Uh, if you need help with SEO and content strategy, if you just need me available on a, on a monthly retainer, or if you need, uh, need to reach my audience with advertising, please uh, reach out to me. Those links are on my website uh, where we can start that discussion. So, Thank you, everybody. We went just a little bit over 30 minutes. My first ever podcast, the podcast with no name. This is going to be the general format going forward. A lot of free-flowing stuff. I won't be editing it up. Uh, and uh, really, that's it. I had a good time. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. Otherwise, in, until next time, this is John Loomer from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook signing off. Thanks. Okay, that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. Man, I tell you, it makes me cringe listening to it. I uh, I listened to that full episode today, Walking the Dog, and I was like, wow, this is the longest 30-some minutes <laughs> of my life. But it's it's one of those experiences you have. Like John Robinson always tells me, um, you don't grow unless you do something that makes you uncomfortable. And this clearly made me uncomfortable. And I did... Another episode, another episode, another episode. Still not perfect, but I feel so much better doing it these days. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, Stick around for the real stuff. Hopefully much better going forward. But uh, otherwise, until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.